Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, presents... The Adventures of Superman. As Batman, Robin, and Grandpa Grayson helplessly cling to each other in an open sea, Superman zooms back to Metropolis with the only clue to his friend's whereabouts, the seriously wounded and unconscious Alfred. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, I'll bet now's the time when you fellows and girls are up to your ears in school games and athletics. And that means you're using up energy at a mighty fast clip. So eating a good breakfast is all the more important these days. And that's where Kellogg's Pep comes in. Sure, because Pep is such a slick dish. So crisp and, and catchy-tasting and full-flavored that, well, it tickles your appetite so you want to eat. Yes, sir, breakfast sure gets the glad eye when Kellogg's Pep heads the menu. And will you give those swell Pep prizes the glad eye? Prizes that are always surprises because you never know which one of the three different kinds of prizes you'll find when you open your Pep package. For instance, you'll get either a colored cardboard model of a, of a famous fighting plane, one of seven in the great Pep Air Fleet, or uh, you'll get one of 24 beautiful color pictures of birds with a full description on the reverse side, or else you'll find a bright colored comic button picturing one of 18 characters straight from the funnies. Collect all 18 to, to pin on your jacket or your beanie cap. Just ask Mom to get Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, tomorrow and look for your prize inside the package. Now, the adventures of Superman. Scheming to obtain the large fortune of Mr. Grayson, Robin's grandfather, Paul Marsh, Grayson's secretary, conspired with the captain of his employer's yacht, on which Robin, his grandfather, and Batman were trapped far out at sea. After setting the yacht on fire, Marsh and the crew abandoned it in a launch, leaving our friends to their fate. Searching for them, meanwhile, Superman sighted the crippled Batboat in which Alfred, Batman, and Robin's loyal butler had been trying to reach Metropolis after being shot. Superman carried the wounded man to a Coast Guard base. And as we continue now, once more in his guise of Clark Kent, he is speaking to Commander Skyler, the Coast Guard medical officer. Listen. Tell me, Commander, will Alfred pull through? I'm quite sure he will, Mr. Kent. Fortunately, the bullet didn't puncture any vital organs. Oh, that's fine. May I speak to him now? I'm afraid not. We've just operated to remove the bullet. He's still under the anesthetic, you know. Oh, of course. Well, when will he come out of it, do you know? Oh, in about half an hour. Well, may I talk with him then? Well, he's also suffering from exposure and shock. It would be better if he rested quietly until morning. Well, look, but... Commander, I don't want to do anything that might interfere with Alfred's recovery, but only he can tell me where Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson are. I know they're in danger, great danger, judging by what happened to Alfred. Yes. Every minute might mean the difference between life or death to them. I see. Well, in that case, I think I might consent to your questioning him when he recovers consciousness. Good. You say he'll come to in about half an hour? About that. Well, then if you don't mind, I'll wait right here. Uh, will you call me as soon as I can see him? I'll send for you. Thanks. Thanks very much. As Kent waits anxiously for Alfred to recover consciousness, Batman, Robin, and Mr. Grayson have been forced by the fire to leap from the flaming yacht into the sea. Supporting the old man between them, Batman and Robin tread water and watch as the yacht, a brilliant area of angry red flame in the dark night, suddenly tilts her bow high into the air. Then, with a loud hiss of steam, 
glides swiftly below the black waves to her final resting place at the bottom of the sea. Then, when the yacht is gone, there is only the faint pale radiance of the stars over the three tiny human figures awash in the vast heaving ocean. This water's cold, Batman. Well, what did you expect? A hot bubble bath? No, but I sure wish I'd thought of putting on my fur-lined swimming suit. Why, ridiculous. Cold water stimulates the circulation. <laughs> How are you doing, Mr. Grayson? Oh, I, I don't like to complain when, when you two are so brave, but I, I'm pretty weak. I don't think I can stand much more. <laughs> oh, look, that's no way to talk, Grandpa. Think how good you'll feel when you get into a warm bed and serve up a nice juicy steak and hot oh, chocolate. You better not promise steak, Dick. There's a meat shortage on, you know. Oh, gee, I forgot. Will you settle for fish, oh, Grandpa? I, I say, it, it's frightfully cold, and I... Oh, I... Oh. Grandpa! Grandpa! Rub his arms, Dick. Come on, Mr. Grayson. Try to kick your legs. Oh, come on. I can't. I, it, it, it's no use. I, I'm done for. Oh, don't talk like that. Gee, Brazier, I've just found you. <coughs> you can't leave me now. I was figuring on your visiting us in Metropolis, and, and then maybe Batman and I would visit you in England. Well, and... I was hoping I... to, uh, to spend my last few years with you, Dick, but... I... Oh, golly, you've got to try to... Uh, oh, thanks to Paul Marsh, it wasn't paid to be. God, God bless you, yeah. boy. Oh, I'm Grandpa. Batman, you... kind of Well, maybe it's better this way. Oh, that dirty rat Marsh... Only I could get my hands on it. It looks like he holds all the cards this time, chum. I guess so. Oh, he'll inherit all the grace and money and have himself a time. Well, Grandpop and you and, uh, you and I and poor Alfred... Oh, no. Easy, fella. Oh, that makes my blood boil. If only there was something we could do. <laughs> something well, that... short of swimming a couple of hundred miles to Metropolis, I can't think of anything. I'm afraid that we're just going to... Batman. What's the matter, Dick? I'm getting kind of numb. Keep moving your arms and legs. Look, I'll hold on to Mr. Grayson alone. You let go, son. Go ahead. All right. But what's the use? We can't hold out much longer. We've got to hold out. Clark Kent knows we're in trouble. Chances are he's looking for us now. I hope. Uh, so I. Uh, why, even if Mr. Kent was Superman... That's he... what I mean. What? Well, I... I mean, Clark Kent has been able to contact Superman on occasion, you know, and... Well, even well, if he did contact him, Superman doesn't know where we are. So what good would it do? Well, not too much, I suppose. I was counting on Alfred getting back to Metropolis in the Batboat and telling Kent where we were. But when Marsh's gang shot Alf, well, they knocked that little idea on the head. Oh, poor Alfred. He was a swell little guy. Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. Oh, and my grandpa. He's a pretty nice old boy, too. You're right again, son. And... Now, look. Uh, don't you go slopping over on me, son. I'm not. Oh, gee. My hands and feet are like ice. Keep moving them, like I said. Look. <coughs> look, I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's kill time with the game of 20 questions. Okay? I'm thinking of an object. Okay. So am I. A bowl of hot soup. Now, cut that out. Let's stay with 20 questions. I'm thinking of an object. Okay. Animal or mineral? Mineral. <laughs> mineral, huh? Uh-huh. Don't, don't make it too tough. Between you and me and that big wave, I don't think I can last another hour. Will you cut out that kind of talk? I repeat, I'm thinking of an object. All right. It's mineral, huh? Right. Well, that leaves me 19 questions. 
I'm right here, Alfred. Mr. Kent. As soon as he came out of the evening, he began asking for you, Kent. Clark Kent. Get him at Metropolis Daily Planet. Here I am, Alfred. Right here by your bed. You. Oh, I say, you are Mr. Kent, aren't you? Yes, I am. Make it as brief as possible. Right, Commander. Tell me, Alfred, what happened to to, to Bruce Wayne and to Dick Grayson? Where are they? Oh, on the... On the yacht, sir. The yacht? What yacht? Black yacht. Two. two. A black yacht? Yes, sir. With two orange smokestacks. Right. Where is this yacht? South past the Narrows. South past the Narrows? Five points east, southeast. Yes. Then straight out to sea. Right. Good boy, Alfred. Oh, sir... They're in great danger. You, you must help them at once. I'll do what I can. You get well. So long. Hurrying from the Coast Guard Infirmary, Clark Kent pauses on the dark beach and strips off his business suit, revealing the blue costume and red cape of Superman. Then, up, up, and away! Leaping high into the dark sky, the Man of Steel streaks away over the ocean to search for the black yacht with two orange smokestacks. The yacht, which, although he doesn't know it, is now at the bottom of the sea. What will happen? We'll know in a moment when we return for the tense climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, have you noticed, gang, how fellas and girls who eat Kellogg's Pep are like a regular pep cheering section? Sure, at the drop of a hat, they'll go into detail and tell you how crisp and golden toasted pep is. Or uh, maybe they'll tell how keen and catchy these flakes of whole wheat taste. Why, you've probably said that yourself. And say, I'd sure like to be around when you tell somebody new in the gang about those swell prizes you find in packages of pep. I've got an idea you'll say, jeepers, are those pep prizes slick? Of course, uh... You'll tell about the three different kinds of prizes and how it's always a grand surprise to find out which one of the three you'll get in your next pet package. How it could be a model fighting plane in colored cardboard, one of seven great pet planes you can collect. Or it could be one of 24 new full-color bird pictures with a description on the reverse side so that you can identify these birds in the air. Or it could be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing a famous comic strip character. Swell for, for pinning on your jacket or your beanie cap. And say, while you're telling about those three kinds of pep prizes, don't forget to ask Mom to bring home a supply of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal for you. Far out over the dark, heaving ocean, Superman rockets through the skies, searching for Mr. Grayson's yacht on which he hopes to find his friends, Batman and Robin. Black yacht with two orange smokestacks, Alfred said. No sign of it yet. Not much moon tonight, so my visibility is slightly limited. If the yacht held on our course, I'll catch up with her yet. Away! Uh, still no sign of it. I must have... Wait a minute, what's that ahead? Well, there are islands. Quick, Scott, those are the Azores. I've come too far. Back again. That yacht stayed on the course Alfred gave me. I don't see how I could have missed her. I'll follow it once again. But if she took another course, heaven knows how or when I'll find her on this huge ocean. I... Wait. 
Down there in the water. Looks like... Yes, it is. A man. Two men. That makes like one of them's Batman. Down to him. Down. Great Superman. Superman. Yes. Find time and place too big for a bath, Batman. Here, I'll take you. Hey, wait, who's this? It's... Robin's grandfather. His grandfather? Yes. Listen, Superman, I... don't get it, but you can tell me about it later. Where's Robin? I don't know. What? The wave. Tremendous tidal wave swept him away from me a few minutes ago. Uh Uh-oh. I couldn't let go of Mr. Drayson and go after him. So I've I've been paddling around calling him. But I can't find him. I'm afraid that... Take it easy, Batman. Take it easy. Can you keep going a little while longer? Yes. But Robin... I'll find him. I hope. Up! And away! Leaping up from the dark waves, Superman begins ranging in ever-widening circles above the dark, sullen waves, searching for young Robin. What has happened to Batman's gallant young companion? Will Superman find Robin before he is claimed as another victim of the sea? We're approaching the smashing climax of our story, fellows and girls. So don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode when we encounter a startling surprise. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Think of the wonderful toasty things that taste good on a frosty morning and you think of something crisp, crunchy, crinkly. Crumbles. Why, there's that name again. Slips in every time. Crumbles. Kellogg's Crumbles. Just seems to go with words like crisp and crunchy. It's, it's such a toasty kind of cereal. Sort of sweet and mellow rich. And you know, it's the only cereal in the whole wide world in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. So when you think of good tasting words like crisp, crunchy... Crinkly? That means crumbles for breakfast. Kellogg's crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's pep. The Sunshine Serial presents The Adventures of Superman. Today, after the successful rescue of his friends and the apprehension of the criminals, Clark Kent returns to the Daily Planet office to learn startling and upsetting news. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, uh, when you're about to get going on your bowl of Kellogg's Pep, it's kind of fun to think how many others of the gang and thousands and thousands of homes are, are just about to dig into those crisp golden flakes of whole wheat, too. And you know, every morning when they take in that first mouthful of catchy, brisk Pep flavor, most likely they're thinking just what you do, that Pep is super. Pep's terrific. Why, chances are they're all excited, too, about those swell Pep prizes. And uh, guessing which one of Pep's three kinds of prizes uh, they're going to get in their next package. Say, uh, how are you coming along with your own prize-collecting gang? Have you got all seven of those colored cardboard models of fighting planes? 
Might be one in your next package of pep, you know. Or uh, your next uh, prize could be one of 24 new full-color bird pictures with a full description so that you'll be hep on these birds wherever you see them. Or it could be your next pep prize will be one of 18 bright-colored comic buttons picturing a famous comic strip character. Believe me, a, a whole collection of 18 will make a real show on your beanie cap or your jacket. So step lively, gang. Step right up and ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Then look for your prize inside the package. Now, the adventures of Superman. Trapped on a burning yacht far at sea, Batman, Robin, and Mr. Grayson, Robin's newly discovered grandfather, leaped into the water just before the yacht sank. Struggling in the cold, dark ocean in the middle of the night, they practically gave up all hope until Superman, who had picked up the trail from Alfred, their wounded butler, streaked through the night skies and finally spotted two tiny struggling figures in the inky water. They turned out to be Batman and the unconscious Mr. Grayson. In an agony of grief, Batman told the Man of Steel. A huge wave swept Robin away a few minutes ago. I haven't been able to find him. I'm I'm afraid he's lost, Superman. Uh Uh-oh. You hang on to Grayson. I'll look for him. Up and away! As we continue now, ten minutes have passed. Supporting the unconscious Mr. Grayson, Batman treads water anxiously. When suddenly there is a great rush of wind and the blue-costumed Superman, his red cape streaming from his shoulders, looms out of the dark sky and drops into the choppy water beside Batman. In his arms is a small, limp figure. I've got him, Batman. Robin? Yes, he's about a hundred yards away. Oh, thank heaven. Robin! Robin! He's alive. He swallowed a lot of seawater, and he's suffering from exposure. Got to get him to a doctor in a hurry. Right. That, that goes for poor old Mr. Grayson here. All right. Wait a minute now. I'll take Mr. Grayson under my other arm. All right. That's it. There we are. Okay, you latch onto my belt, can you? Right. Good. Ready? Let her rip. Okay. We'll go back to the Coast Guard base where I left Alfred. There's a hospital there. Hang on now. Up! Up! And away! <laughs> Don't try to talk yet. You've had a tough time of it. I'm okay, Bruce. Oh, hello, Mr. Kent. Hello. How are you feeling, Dick? Fine. Commander Schuyler, the Coast Guard doctor, says I can get out of bed tomorrow. Oh, Why? swell. But listen, how's my grandfather? Pretty weak, but he's going to be all right. Oh, gee, that's great. If only we hadn't lost poor Alfred. <laughs> Relax, Junior. We haven't lost Alfred. What? No, Alfred's going to be all right, too, thanks to Superman. He is? But how? I don't get it. He was shot, and the bat boat was shot up under him. Well, Superman picked him up in time, learned from him where we were, and, well, you know the rest. Well, I'll be... Boy, oh, boy, is that wonderful. Oh, that Superman can play on my team any time. <laughs> How do you like that, Clark? Fine. I'll tell him that next time I see him, Dick. But wait, I forgot. What about that skunk, Paul Marsh, and the yacht captain, Skinner, who almost finished us? Did they get away? They certainly did not. But, but how? Bruce told me, uh, I mean, he told Superman about them, Dick. Marsh, Captain Skinner, and the crew of the yacht are now in the city calaboose. Oh, you're kidding. No, I'm not. No, on the level, Dick. Superman went back and picked up the launch full of bad boys after he brought you here. Marsh is sure to get the chair for shooting Eric Lawson. 
And Skinner and company will undoubtedly be guests of the state for a long time for sinking and setting fire to your grandfather's yacht. Well, strike me pink. Superman wrapped up all the groceries and delivered them COD, huh? <laughs> he didn't overlook a thing. Uh-oh, but I overlooked something, Bruce. Oh, what's that, Clark? I forgot I'm a newspaper reporter with a scoop story in my pocket. i got to get back to the office, but fast. So long, you fellas. I'll be seeing you. So long, Mr. Kent. So long, Clark. And thanks more than I can ever say. Oh, it was a pleasure, Bruce. See you again. <laughs> Time for the noon edition, too. Uh, copy, boy. Hey, Beanie, on the double, huh? I'll take your copy, Mr. Kent. Oh, okay. See that the... Well, Mary Hennig, I didn't know you were running copy. Well, just today I was transferred from the oh, fire room. What are you to... doing here, Mary? Let's hear Mr. Kent call me. Well, gosh, oh, well, I Well, that's just... all right, Beanie. It doesn't really matter who takes it. Oh, yes, it just sure, a... it does. I've had copy, boy, here, and I run your copy in Miss Lane's. Didn't I make that clear to you, Mary? Shoot, Beanie, uh... I thought you were busy, oh, so now I... Oh, look, kid. Well... Wait a minute. Cut out the squabbling and get this copy to a rewrite man, but fast. It's a scoop yarn for page one of the noon edition. Oh, heavens, there's much time left. I know. That's why I'm trying oh, to get... Don't worry, Mr. Kent. We'll make it. Here, Mary. Rush this copy to rewrite. On the double now. Oh, yes, Go sir. Wow. <laughs> How does it feel to boss a staff, Beanie? Well, it's, it's quite a responsibility. Sure. Uh, running a department, I mean. Uh... You think uh, Mary will work out okay as a copy girl? Um, well, yes, I do. You do, huh? But that's confidential, of course. Oh, of course, sure. Wouldn't breathe a word of it. Mustn't let your uh, assistants get too sure of themselves, eh? Well, um, it ain't... I mean, it isn't just flat exactly, Mr. Kent. No? You see, Mary was like you know. Yes, yes, I know. She has a record for juvenile delinquency. But I think she's done a good job of rehabilitating herself. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, sure. Then suppose we do everything we can to help her live down her mistakes by kind of forgetting about them, huh? Oh, gee whiz, Mr. Kent, I'd never bring it up on No, I know, you. I know, Beanie, sure. Say, uh, by the way, is Mr. White in? Uh-uh. He went zipping out of here just before you came in, running like a swarm of bees was after him. That's so? Yeah, Miss Lane, she was right on his heels, running so fast she couldn't even put her hat on. <laughs> That's odd. Must be a big story brewing. Uh, Jim Olsen around? Uh-uh. He didn't even come in yet. I guess he's out on an assignment or something. Yeah, probably. Well, I'm going down to the lobby cafe for some breakfast. Call me down there if you need me, huh? Sure, you bet. Hey, Mary, what are you oh. doing in Mr. Kent's office? Oh, why, I... Well, I just shot Mr. Kent's pencils, and now I'm kind of tidying up his desk. Oh. Well, I'm glad to see you're on the job. It's that kind of attention to details that gets you places, you know. Uh-huh. I know. Hey, that's a swell-looking ring you got on. Can I see it, huh? Sure, Beanie. Here. Gee, lovers. Hey, isn't that Superman on it? Uh-huh. See what it says on the band? Look. Superman Crusader. What's that mean? Oh, it means that I've pledged myself to be a good citizen and to crusade for tolerance and good sportsmanship and understanding. Golly, and... that's neat. How do you get one of them? Well, you... Oh. oh. That's for Mr. Kent. Oh, shall I answer? Uh, no, you better let me. <clears throat> Hello? Mr. Kent's office. Mr. Kent ain't here. This. This is Beanie. What's that stupid switchboard operator connect me with you for? I asked for Kent. 
Reflecting great concern, Beanie Martin turns abruptly away from Mary Hennig and dashes away to find Clark Kent. What has happened to Jim Olsen? We'll be back in a moment to find out, so stand by. You know, people who know say it's a mighty tough job to handle your schoolwork all morning unless you've had a good solid sort of breakfast. And uh, people who know what's good say that when Kellogg's Pep heads the breakfast menu, you're bound to want to eat hearty. Yes, sir, because when you dig into your bowl of pep, those crisp, sunny flakes let loose a golden toasted flavor, a full whole wheat flavor, a keen, catchy flavor that's terrific. And does Kellogg's Pep score for prizes? Why, you get three different kinds of prizes, one or the other in each package. Either a bright-colored comic button picturing one of 18 famous comic strip characters to to pin on your beanie cap or your jacket, or it'll be a colored cardboard model of a fighting plane, easy and fun to assemble. Just swap duplicates with the gang and and collect all seven model planes in the series. Or your next prize may be a full-color bird picture. There are 24 in all, each with a full description on the reverse side so that you'll really know a thing or two about birds. So start collecting all three kinds of these slick pep prizes. Today, ask Mom to get you Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Responding to Editor Perry White's urgent order to have Kent call him back at once, Beanie Martin located the reporter. Together, they have raced back to Kent's office where we find them now. Did the chief tell you what kind of trouble Jim's in, Beanie? No, Mr. Kent. He just kept saying, find Kent right away and have him call me back in a hurry. Okay, I'll try... Wait a minute. Where am I to call him? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Where is he? Golly, don't you know? Of course not. Didn't he tell you where he was calling from? Uh-uh. Oh, great. What a sweet pickle this is. Jim's apparently in some kind of a serious jam. The chief needs my help, and I don't know where to reach them. Gee, I'm sorry, Mr. Kent. I should... Oh, this is Lois. Clark Kent speaking. Kent, why in places didn't you call me back? Didn't oh. that numbskull beanie tell you that I... Oh, boy, that's Mr. Whitehall. Sure, he told me you called, Chief, but how could I call you back when you didn't have sense enough to tell him where you were? Now, look here, Kent, you can't... Okay, 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 skip it for now. Where are you and what's happened to Jim? I'm at police headquarters. Police headquarters? Yes, and Jim's been arrested. Jim arrested? Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. The boy's being held on a very serious charge. What? Federal offense. The way it looks now, Jim's set for a five-year stretch in the pen. Great Scott! Hold everything, Chief. I'll be right down. What can this mean? What can have happened to cause Jim's arrest on a federal charge carrying a five-year jail sentence? This is the beginning of a new and exciting Superman adventure gang in which Superman is called on to exert all of his great strength and cleverness to save his friends from a serious threat. So don't miss any of it. Tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is...
is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. On a shivery morning when your first idea is to beat it down to breakfast quick, gang, that's crumbles weather. That's when you want a toasty kind of cereal with zip and go. That's when you think of toasty words like crisp, crunchy, crinkly. Crumbles, Kellogg's Crumbles, the only cereal in the whole wide world made in those little crinkly shreds of good whole wheat. Sort of sweet and mellow rich, and so good for you. Mom knows that. So uh, when you think of something toasty on a cold morning, think of Crumbles, Kellogg's Crumbles. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Glad to see Mary uh, back in the show and that she just wasn't a one-time-use character. And definitely intrigued about what the next part holds. In terms of the end of the dead voice, it's worth noting that the writers really drove this out an extra two parts by having Superman not take time to listen to a clue. Of course, that also did allow the rescue of Alfred, but there may be a lesson in there for the Man of Steel. All right, well, uh, as I often do when I finish a uh, serial, I compare notes to James Launce at uh, supermanhomepage.com, who reviewed all the radio episodes. And he comments that he has a couple of uh, issues with this. Um, he mentions uh, one, one issue we did not pick up on, which was in the first part of the serial, the killer's name was George Larson. In the second, it was changed to Eric Larson. And uh, apparently an editing error as they were finishing the George Latimer series. And the mention of George Larson came from the last part of that. You might not have noticed because we played the Command Performance Bob Hope uh, episode in between. He also says, I'm kind of on the fence about the character of Grandfather Grayson. I can't help but wonder if his surviving the end of the dead voice was really necessary. One aspect about Batman and Robin that always seemed constant in the comic books is that the only family they had besides Alfred was each other. Grandfather Grayson really messes with that dynamic, in my opinion. Um, a little bit. Um, it's not strictly correct that the only family that Dick ever had was um, Bruce uh, because... In the uh, Batman in the 40s uh, comic collection, I stumbled across an uh, issue where uh, uh, Dick Grayson's uncle and aunt managed to get custody of him away from Bruce Wayne. Now, this was all uh, with the goal of blackmailing Bruce Wayne, and so they ended up uh, going to prison and uh, Dick going back uh, to be with Bruce. But they didn't have a family. But it does, it's another thing where if you have a warm relationship with someone. But I'm betting that we probably won't hear from Grandfather Grayson again. The biggest issue with me versus the comic book and any other portrayal, uh, and it's something I've hinted at, is basically how, um, for lack of a better word, relatively useless uh, Batman and Robin were in the situation. Uh, and this is not just inconsistent with comic books. It's inconsistent with the serials and even with prior radio programs. 
I'm fully aware that we're not dealing with the 1990s slash 21st century. Uh, Batman is more awesome than any other hero and can do anything. But it seems like he could have done a little bit more. Or should have, uh, particularly when we get to the last big crisis when the boat sinks. The only thing Batman can do is do 20 questions. And I was thinking nothing, so nothing on you, nothing in the utility belt that might aid or lessen it. You could still have some peril, but nothing that could ameliorate it other than playing 20 questions. You wonder in the radio version if what Batman carries in his utility belt is various travel games for when they get into trouble. A deck of cards in the pockets. Uh, Checker Seth, just not quite uh, practical, but 20 questions doesn't require anything from the utility belt. I just, but uh, seriously, I, I, I hope that in future appearances, Batman... Uh, is able to contribute more, and I think he should still need Superman's help. I mean, it's still Superman's show. But a little less on the helpless side. I, I like the serial particularly. Uh, the beginning chapters, I thought, were pretty interesting. I think with a lot of these, they stretch them out, and I think this one easily could have been over with um, part 13 or early in part 14. But other than that, a decent serial. All right, well, on to uh, something else. I actually have been reading through uh, Flots of Fantasy uh, by Michael Hayde. Uh, it's his book on uh, the uh, history of the Superman uh, radio and a television series. About two-thirds of the book uh, is devoted to the television series, and I think that's that's for some obvious reasons. Uh, probably more people alive who worked on the television series, uh, and also just more information and more details that would go into uh, a television program, uh, and the difficulties of portraying the Man of Steel in a way that looks halfway uh, plausible. Um, but he did talk about... Um, Bud Collier, and I, f I found it pretty interesting. There was kind of, there was a shift in, in Collier. Uh, when they first approached him about doing the voice of Superman, uh, he said he was just embarrassed by the whole idea, didn't want to do it, but he, of course, did end up doing it, and uh, ended up um, coming back to uh, record the role of Kent and Superman on the uh on a uh, cartoon series, and he gave uh, an interview, and he reflected on the character, and I'm going to quote from the book, I thought this was really neat, his reflection um, in due course about to 25 years uh, uh, after he started. I love Superman, the guy who could fly through the air, the idea that there is someone somewhere that you could be like if you were impervious to bullets, if you were able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, if you were able to do all these things. And I think that every small boy, especially at some time in his growing up, goes to bed at night imagining all the things that he would have done if this is the great thing of imagination. So many people get the least bit embarrassed by fantasy when they're directing it or performing it, and it loses all the great charm it could have. But if played honestly and whole hog all the way, it's great. I think there's too little of that. Uh, there should be more. So I, I just thought that was an interesting reflection. Uh, the book is uh, Flots of Fantasy, 
And if you want to know more about Superman over radio or the television series from the 1950s, I really recommend it. Um, it's got just a ton of great stuff in there. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, and uh, uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. All right, well, next week we begin a brand new serial. I hope you'll be with us for it, and I hope you've enjoyed this special uh, double episode. Reminder, send your emails to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes, and pick up uh, one of my superhero comedies, Tales of the Dim Night, Fly Another Day, or Powerhouse Hard Press as a digital stocking stuffer. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.